I invite you to have a seat. Not only is today confirmation, but it's also a start of a new sermon series for uh, us here at St. Michael. And that sermon series is about uh, discipleship, right? Discipleship is a word that we use often in the church, and sometimes we use it and we forget to help people understand what it is. And so we're going to take three weeks, and we're going to talk about the model that we have here for discipleship. And that is uh, becoming more connected to Jesus, belonging to the body of believers, and blessing the world around us. And so today we're going to unpack just a little bit the idea of becoming more connected to Jesus. And this is an idea that we have spent a year unpacking with these young men and women who are up here in the front row. We have, we've spent a year really honing in and trying to figure out what it means to become connected to Jesus on a daily basis and how we can ask the question, what is God speaking into our lives and answer? I was recently at uh, lunch with someone and, and I asked that question of them. What is God speaking into your life right now? And the person I was having lunch with said, uh, that's, that's not quite how it works. And I, I was a little bit amazed and asked him just to explain a little bit. And he said this, well, I know I'm covered with grace. I, I know that God loves me and forgives me and I have hope because of him. And I'm good with that. And I'm good with that. Okay, so I had to tell him, that's, that's the beginning of the story, but the story continues on. The story continues on. If we just let it sit right there and say, that is our story, I think we, we miss something. And we become complacent. We become okay with just being listeners of the word and not actually letting it hold something in our hearts so that we can live it out in our lives. And so how do we, how do we fight complacency? How do we get beyond that notion of this is it? And begin to see a fuller picture of what God has for us in our lives as disciples. Well, I think the first thing is to acknowledge that Jesus didn't ask his disciples to just say, you know what? Sit right there and listen to me. And that was it. No, when he calls his disciples, he says, follow me. In that act of following, it's an active thing. It is listening. It is hearing. But it's also watching. It's also trying to step alongside. It's getting that encouragement and the support that we get from one another. And so as Jesus, at the end of Matthew, sends out his disciples to go and make disciples. I think that extends into our lives. And so we've been given that same directive. Go and make disciples. But to be able to do that, we need to know that we're connected to Jesus, but more than that, we're becoming more connected to him each and every day. 
There is an apostle whose name is Paul, and he wrote many letters to the church. If you look in your Bible, the last kind of third of it is letters that he primarily wrote to churches. And Paul is an unlikely character in the Bible. He knew all about Jesus' teaching from the very beginning, really because he hated it. He didn't want anything to do with it, and he didn't want anyone else to hear it. But along the way, Jesus meets this guy named Saul and then changes his name to Paul on the road to Damascus with a bright light and words. And in that motion and in that time, all of a sudden, Paul began to see that God had more to his story. That he was called to make disciples of people who were different than him. And that God had a big plan for his life. And so as Paul is writing the churches, the early churches, he, he comes up with this metaphor. And, and he shares it with two different churches. And the, one of the times he says it, is, it goes like this. To the church in Ephesus. It's towards the end of the book, after he's kind of already talked to him through some things. He goes, I pray that you being rooted and established in love, may have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. This idea of being rooted is something we've, we've talked about quite a bit, right? It, it, it goes like this. If you know anything about a silver maple tree, you might be able to relate to this. Earlier this week, our second and third graders here at Emmanuel St. Michael uh, got some flowers for a flower show, but some of them also got these trees. And when they received this silver maple tree, it is, it's, it's about this big. It's like a twig, and it has one root. But you got to be careful, because if you actually read the tag on that silver maple tree, it says, give this tree 20 years. And it will be 50 to 80 feet tall and four feet around. 50 to 80 feet tall and four feet around. That is an amazing thing. And that's what it means to be rooted, right? That tree doesn't just get there on its own. It has all the right nourishment to get it there. It's got rain and air, sun. It's got everything it needs. And it sends that one root down, but it expands out so it can stay strong. And that's what Paul is inviting the church to do as a disciple of Jesus, to know that you are loved, but don't just sit there with that. Grasp onto it. Learn what it means in your life. Learn that it means that no matter what happens in your life, the ups and the downs, Jesus is always going to be there. And that's what the prayer that Paul had for that church was. The second time we see Paul using this idea of being rooted comes from a letter he wrote to a church in Colossae. And as he writes this letter, he doesn't just— stop with being rooted, but he says, continue to live your lives in Jesus, rooted and built up in him. 
You know that sugar maple tree? It doesn't just stay two inches tall or, or three feet tall. It continues to grow up, and, and it bears fruit. It, it bears oxygen. It bears maple sap. It, it, it bears a lot of things that are beneficial and helpful for the world around it. This is Paul speaking into the lives of the disciples as well, the early church. As we know that we are covered in grace, we have this opportunity to learn that we can be built up. And in being built up, we can have a positive influence on the world around us. And we see that as people lean in because they want to know more. Especially when times get hard and we have hope because the world around us doesn't have that hope all the time. Sometimes they see it in little things, but if you have it in everything, that's different. Oftentimes when uh, you hear pieces like this in the church and discipleship, we tend to stop right here and say, go and read the Bible and, and learn what it means. But if you're like me, I actually need some tools to help me. I, I need that little bit of help to actually make it happen. And so uh, today, I, I want to give you two tools that I, I'm going to use over the next three weeks. And, and one of them is something that we have taught and talked about for the last nine months with our eighth grade students. And that is this idea of a Kairos moment. When someone asks you, how is God speaking into your life? I think this is a key in being able to answer that. And so if you have your parish notes, what we call the parish notes, it's got this outline on the back, right? And it's got this diagram. It can be kind of hard to see on the screen. But here's the idea. As we read through the scriptures, there are things that catch our attention. The book of Acts, that reading that we had just a little bit earlier, says it like this. There's times of refreshing that come from the Lord. That times of refreshing is uh, kairos. That's the word that is used there. And kairos moments are these moments that give us pause. So oftentimes when we're reading the Bible, we, we have something that catches our attention. It can either be an aha or uh-oh kind of moment. And it gives us pause, but we, we just skip over it. We just keep on running. That's what that little hash mark is. That's that moment, that, that phrase, that word, that idea that pops into your head as you're reading. And that circle is a reminder to sit in it for a minute. Don't just skip over it and keep on going. Or if you do, come back to it to see how God is speaking into your life through that moment. Here's how it, it works in my life. I'm reading through the Bible with a friend of mine. This morning we came to Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6 starts out with this. In the year that King Uzziah died, now, for a lot of people, that's not going to mean a whole lot of anything. But for me, it takes me back to a trip I took to Israel and our professor saying, you know what? In that moment, what is being said here is everything changed. Ah, oh, it's kind of like March of 2020. 
everything changed. And I begin to extrapolate how God is speaking into me through knowing everything changes all around us. And, and these moments in time can be profound, but they don't have to be. They can be something about eating meals together. It can be simply the word grasp by grasp how deep and wide the love of Christ is. There's something that speaks into your life. There's no, there's no prescription for this. I can't sit here and tell you what your Kairos moments are because we each in our own turn have different things that speak into our lives where we're at. But what I can do is, is help give you this tool to say, what is God speaking into your life? What are these moments in your life that are giving you pause? And then the other thing that is helpful is, is when someone gives you a starting point. Because if you're like me, oftentimes you begin a devotion or reading through the Bible, but you skip a couple days, and then guilt kicks in. And that guilt kicks in and says, well, if you're not going to do it fully, then don't do it at all. And then I have to go find something else to do. And so on a routine basis, I've got three devotionals or read through the Bibles going on at one time because I need those as my tools. Now that might not be you. You, you may have a plan and stick to it, right? That's, that is my wife and, and she is a blessing for that. But for the next three weeks, we wanted to give you a tool. We wanted to give you a takeaway so that we, you would have a starting place. And so you're going to see in your bulletin this uh, become, belong, bless. And each week, it's got verses that will take that sermon, the sermon that, that right now, and move it into your week and give you some space to ponder and ask, what, what is that Kairos moment? What is that moment? What is the thing that gives you pause? And how is God speaking into your life in that moment? We have that for each of the three weeks that are coming up. This series and, and, and this model of discipleship isn't something we're just going to talk about for three weeks here, but it's taking us into a new season. And just like we did with these students, it's going to keep coming up and up and, and, and going. And so I invite you to, to stick with us. And let's learn together what it means to be a disciple of Jesus here at St. Michael. I think part of that is becoming more connected to Jesus. We know, we know that we are covered by his grace. We know that his love and his forgiveness are there for us no matter what. But let's not just set it there and, and leave it and be okay there. Let's see what God has for us in our lives where we're at because we are covered in grace. Becoming more connected to Jesus, man, he can do amazing things in our lives as we listen to him, as we hear what he's saying, and as we follow him. My hope is that we all hear that and we strive and we, we really press in to know what it is to become more connected to Jesus 
And my hope is that, that students, you hear this as well, not for the first time, but for however many times we've talked about it. And that this is a starting point. You're getting welcome to a, a table to be more connected to Jesus as he, he is with us in this meal, in, with, and under the bread and wine. My hope is that this is one of those roots that goes deep for you here and now and continues on for the rest of your life. Amen? Amen. As we go on in our worship, we go on with giving back to God what he's first given us. And so we spend time offering back to him in music, and we also offer back to him in offering. And so if, if you are a, a guest here, um, we do that through some online giving and things. If you are led, there are some boxes in the back that you can give as well. And we also have a connection card, a, a way for you to let us know you are here. Uh, I'd love to know how God is speaking into your life, or if you would like to know more about um, becoming more connected to Jesus, let me know, and I'll, I'll reach out to you from that card. And for now, we sit and we ponder as we listen to music. Thank you.